Hello everyone, welcome to Screen Scream on Viola. Sorry for the delay because I just got back from Japan. In today's episode, we're going to talk about some European movies, and then I will go through all the movies on the chart. Without further ado, let's listen to the introduction of the first new movie we're going to talk about today. Luxembourg, Luxembourg. Cola and Vasa go in search of their father, who left them when they were children. After they come to know that he is dying in Luxembourg, Kolya considers him a hero, while Vata thinks he is a scoundrel. The first new movie we're going to talk about today is an Ukrainian movie. Remember last week I introduced an Ukrainian documentary talking about the war that's taking place, and this Ukrainian movie we're going to talk about today is a drama. But the story is based on the director's own experience that his father was absent in his childhood as well. We will be able to see the black humor that the director used in his previous works. Yes, director Antonio Lukic is very good at making comedies, and this one, Luxembourg, Luxembourg, is no exception. It's a comedy, but at the same time, you will be able to see well-rounded character building, and it's a perfect balance between deep emotions and ridicules. We can say that this movie is a road film that's looking for a father with laughters and tears. It was selected as one of the competition films at the Venice Film Festival, and the brothers in the movie were actually acted by real brothers. They are the hip hop brothers, Kurgan and Aggregat. We heard in the introduction that one of the brothers thinks that. Their father is a hero, and the other brother thinks that their father is a jerk. Why is that? Because Kolya, who thinks his father is a hero, is a drug trafficker, while his guidance is a bus driver, but he actually sells drugs to people. As for Vasha, his father is a total jerk, because Vasha is a police officer. So this creates a contrast in the movie. I guess the plot will deal with parenting, family relationship, and maybe even touching some parts of immigration because the protagonist grew up in Ukraine, but their father is in Luxembourg right now. So watching this movie, you will be able to feel the humor. But at the same time, the sorrow of the characters, I would say it's a love letter, a sincere love letter to the director's late father. But also, it's a question to ourselves: why we will continue following those past memories that have been left behind by us. The second new movie we're going to talk about today is also a little bit sad. I've seen it myself. I like it very much. Let's listen to the introduction. Unruly, Maureen, a strong-minded young woman, is seen by authorities to be ill-mannered. 
concerned her unruly behavior will incite others. She is sent away to a women's institution on the small island of sport. Here, she is to learn how to behave as a proper young woman. She must share a room with Soren, who has already internalized the story about herself and has learned to behave properly. Soren is to help Maren settle in sport and help her change her behavior. But Maren's refusal to comply with the system leads to terrible consequences for both. The film is inspired by actual events of the Women's Institution of Sport in Denmark in the 1930s. The second new movie we're going to talk about today is a Denmark movie by director Malo Raymond. It's adapted from the real story of the island Spork in Denmark. The director was brave to unveil this dark history of Denmark. It's a very sensitive but powerful story. Under the director's sharp and holistic control, the movie tells the story with shocking cinematography and it switches very smoothly in two different time zones. Well, were there two different time zones? I think it's only about the past. I mean, in 1930s. But anyway, the director rebuilds the dark history, the people, the events, everything, telling the dark story that happened on Island Spork that people don't know that has been covered for many years. We can also see different facades of humanity. I would say it's very fascinating throughout the movie. It's very interesting but very heartbroken at the same time. Unruly analyzes the tragedy that happened on the immoral girls at the time. The director captured the confusion, sadness, and anger of adolescents and how these girls wanted to pursue their freedom. I would say the movie really is a heartbroken historical ballad. But within this deep and depressed atmosphere, we can still feel the strong women power that shows these girls are not afraid of anything. I went to the screening of this movie. I like it very much because there's another movie that also talks about the story on Island Spork. It's called The Purity of Vengeance. I liked it very much as well after I watched it in 2019. I even bought the whole set of the original novel. It's a great detective novel and the fourth volume of it talks about Island Spork. So if you wish to learn more about this history, you can go watch these two movies. And before we move on to Top 007 and go through all the movies on the chart, let's review what we had from last week first. We had two top threes, The Exorcist Believer and Lost Imperfection. We also had two top twos, Taylor Swift, The Eros Tour, and The Boy and the Heron. Top 1 was Killers of the Flower Moon. We have a lot of changes on the chart this week. Let's check out Top 7 to Top 4. Top 7. The Bridge Curse 2 
the exorcist believer. Hey, be home by dinner. I love you. Good morning, Mr. Fielding. Morning, Catherine. Top six, after death. I found myself above the crash site. Top five, lost imperfection. Top four, the boy and the heron. Oh, it's a little bit crowded from top seven to top four this week. Since I don't have any preference among these movies, I'm going to go through all of them. We have two top sevens this week. The first one is The Bridge Curse 2. Oh my god, it's horror and it's ghost movie. So as you know, I'm not going to talk about it. I just want to mention that when I introduced it a few weeks ago, I realized that the story is a little bit similar to my school in Taiwan. So I'm super timid and I was afraid to talk more about it. That's it. The second top seven, The Exorcist Believer, also a horror. I don't understand. Was it because Halloween just ended? Because The Exorcist Believer actually dropped the chart and it's back again. Top six, After Death. It's an American documentary discussing near-death experiences. I don't know the reason why it's not going to be released in Taiwan. And actually, there's nothing about it. No information at all. But if you're in the US, you may go watch it. Top 5. Lost in Perfection it's, I would say it's the most popular Taiwanese movie in Taiwan right now. I wouldn't say it's critically acclaimed but it cast a lot of A-listed movie stars. So at least their acting skills would be pretty natural. That's something to look forward to. Last but not least, top four, The Boy and the Heron, the latest Ghibli animation. Also the only Japanese movie on the chart this week. It has been on the chart for, I forget how long, eight weeks? That's pretty amazing. Well, eight or five weeks. It's definitely longer than a month anyway. And it's time to move on to top three to top one. Top Black three, gold. Killers of the Flower Moon. Money flows freely here now. I do love that money, sir. <laughs> <laughs> top two, Five Nights at Freddy's. Mike. I was just calling to see if that job that you offered was still available. Yes. The security guard. I will take anything. Top one, Taylor Swift, the Iraq pool. This has been the most extraordinary experience of my entire life. Well, I would say there's a lot to talk about with these three movies. So if I talk too much about Killers of the Flower Moon, I will end up just discussing this movie. As I mentioned in previous week, I think today is suitable to give out spoilers. I mean, it has been how long? Three weeks? I think it's okay to discuss the spoilers. Besides, it's based on true story. If you already know what happened, you're spoiled anyway. So the thing is, I always wanted to read the book after I watched the movie. I reserved the English version at the library. And it happened that on one Wednesday, I lost my Wi-Fi. So, you know, people say modern people don't read. Well, if you take away their internet, they have to read. So I finished reading the book 
in one day, in six hours to be specifically. It was very shocking and sad, because, for example, when the author, the journalist, went to investigate this case, he realized that there are a lot more murders that are obviously not done by the characters we see in the movie, which means, besides what Hell did. There are other murders. It's just because maybe Burkhardt and Hell they killed too many people, and most of them—well, not most of them—many of them, at least four, are from the same family. They are the family member of Burkhardt's wife, so that's very suspicious. And they were revealed. They were caught, but other murders. Were never solved. That's creepy. And creepier thing is that after Burkhardt and Hell were arrested, there are other murders still going on. I really can't imagine how all such people will live under such fear during 1930s. It's so frightening. I mean, if I were an old such person. In 1930s, I would not want the money I own because people would kill me for that money. Well, it's it's just so sad that people's greed could be so severe that they would kill people, and it's probably more than one person or two people. Horrible! It's just so horrible. I do have other thoughts. Regarding Killers of the Flower Moon, but I will save it for next week if it's still on the chart. And that's all the time we have for today. Hope you like the show and remember to tune in same time next week here at Screen Screen. I think I will be on time because I'm back in Taiwan, right? I'm Viola. See you next week.